my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. My name is Sheena Tubbs and I am your coach. I'm a love addiction expert and it gives me no greater pleasure than to help women learn how to reconnect to themselves and to others by healing our trauma, learning how to become whole and bringing that wholeness into our relationships instead of hoping that relationships and things outside of ourselves will make us feel better, make us feel complete. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer 
to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. So in this week's episode, I am going to be talking about why they are treating you the way that they do. Um, why we are being disappointed by the people in our lives, why pain may be occurring, um, and hopefully you find this episode helpful. Um, Today's episode is sponsored by our Healing Circle workbook. So, so many of y'all have been telling me that you have gotten your workbook. Hopefully you're actually connecting to women that you consider friends or women that you're looking to bond with to form a circle and not just getting the workbook and doing it on your own even though you're doing it of course it's going to be great um, thoughtful questions for you to journal about consider apply to your life the real magic will happen with you connecting with other people talking about it learning that you're not alone um, investing in other people mm-hmm. and letting them invest in you, letting people love on you too, um, and not getting stuck in those cycles of shame. So if you haven't already gotten your workbook, you can go ahead and get it on Amazon. Um, and you can, the short link to that is by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash circle workbook. Um, it'll redirect you there. Um, if you, have not done that or if you're already a member of our directory our free directory to find women to be a part of your healing circle um, there's actually a link inside of there that will also take you to the full workbook or you can download the free guide to go ahead and get started Um, and you can find our directory by going to blackgirlhealingcircles.com again that is blackgirlhealingcircles.com and that circles with an s at the end At my time recording this, we are about a month and some change out from closing doors for our self-love experience, our self-love healing intensive that is going to be this fall, this November, where I'm going to take you on a deep dive for a month on healing patterns of deprivation, learning how to take care of yourself and prioritize yourself without shame, without fear, without guilt. And also getting out of these patterns of fantasy that keep us stuck. Um, It's going to be wonderful. There's going to be weekly masterclasses. We have some bonus teachers that may be joining us that you will be hearing more about in the coming weeks. But it's going to be wonderful. When I first was thinking of hosting this event, I remember my sole purpose was that no woman who has ever been told by someone You should just love yourself on the back end of them confiding in a friend or a family member or a pastor or a counselor um, that they're back in this toxic relationship, unhealthy situation, struggling with their self-esteem, that hearing those words, you should just love yourself, feels so defeating and so dismissive and so condescending um, and also so frustrating because nine times out of ten, we all think and we all truly believe and know that we're doing everything that we have in our power to act in full self-love for ourselves. And um, so my sole purpose was for any woman who's ever heard those words to no longer have any frustration around, but I am, what am I doing wrong? Is there something wrong with me? That you would have a clear formula, a clear set of steps, Um, a way to know how to give yourself compassion and love yourself through those hard moments. That's what this intensive is for. 
um, because that's what we need at the end of the day. We need to know how to truly love and connect to us. And so if that sounds interesting to you, I want you to be there. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash self dash love. And of course, the link for that is in the show notes. And a link for all of these things is on the main website. So wherever you Google, you will be able to find a link that will bring you back to the main webpage, to me on social media. Just DM me, send a form. If you can't find what you're looking for, I will get back to you um, and support you. So let's get into this topic of why they are treating you the way that they are. So my, um, if you can't tell from my introduction and also from the title, my, um, my tease into this is assuming that you clicked on this episode or you're listening because there's someone in your life that may be treating you in a way that you do not like or appreciate that may be hurtful and you've just been trying to figure out why this is happening where this is coming from um what does this mean what could you do differently what do they what do they need to do differently um what part of this equation have you missed right my thought about doing this episode came from me just noticing that there are a lot of relationships both around me and also that um you know seen currently in the media and um, questions that I'm getting from people in the DMs who are thinking about joining our programs and stuff and me asking them what's going on with you just to make sure that it's a good fit and all the stuff that comes with that. But that there is a trend of you being in a very deep relationship with someone, friendship or otherwise, and it feels like everything is going well, you're super committed, um, you, it feels like you understand each other, and then there's a pivot. And they betray you or they hurt you or they use you or they abandon you or they cheat on you or they do any of those things. And you're wondering what is happening. Your attempts to try to talk to them about it, to try to reconcile, to try to take ownership of your part, to try to use your boundaries to communicate with them what they need to do in hopes to call them back to you and hopes to move the relationship forward while still taking care of you, right? Like you're not, you're not trying to be codependent. You're not trying to lose yourself. You're doing all the right things and none of it is working. And so it's like, what is happening? And here's, here's what I have seen more times than not. I want to say all the time, but you know, I'm trained as a therapist, so I, <laughs> it is like hardwired into me to never say, to never say that I just said it, but to not say always, to not say never, even as I move into, you know, doing coaching now instead of doing therapy, um, I still want to give that buffer. But the majority of times when I talk to people about this, there is not a time, there's not a relationship where there wasn't warning signs at the beginning, where there wasn't a big heads up that this was probably going to happen in your relationship sooner rather than later, or at least that it was possible. So what happens is we get into relationships with people who are flawed and we are all flawed, right? None of us are perfect. We all have our insecurities. 
We all have the opportunity or um, the ability is the better word. We have, we have the ability to snap at somebody, to have a bad day, to let other people down, to let ourselves down. It's just part of what happens when you're in relationship with somebody else, right? Um, it's part of us learning how to become better. But in these instances, we get into partnerships, we get into friendships, we get into relationships with people where they are clearly showing us who they are. Now, not only showing us, often they are telling us who they are. They are telling us that they're someone who is broken, that struggles with trust, that struggles with fidelity, that prides himself in being in control, that prides himself in being right, that prides himself in being able to let go of people without a care in the world, that they like about themselves, that they will put themselves first. Or maybe they don't like any of these things about themselves, but they're telling you straight up that this is who I am. Maybe they're not vocal in these things, but maybe we can see in their relationships with other people what kind of person they are. They're rude to wait staff. They talk crazy crap about all of their exes. They disrespect um, their mother and their father, even if these people are trying to make amends or be pleasant in their life. They are extra derogatory. They have a reputation of cheating in other respects. They're a gossip. They always talk mess about other people at the job. They talk a mess about the other people in our friend group. However, what we do is we will rationalize and minimize what's happening. Or maybe we may glamorize what we see in these other people. We call it being real. We call it them being transparent. We say that we like that they're being their true selves. We take all of what we're seeing in them and we take out one glimmer of who they were meant to be underneath all of the trauma that we know is causing this, right? So we know deep down that this is a great man. We know that deep down that this is a really cool woman. And we, we focus on that and we ignore all of the other characteristics, all the other character traits that we see, the, the missteps in their integrity, the boldness in how they do actions, or even the sneakiness, right? The manipulation that we see. The fact that they can't take ownership of their issues and their problems, and we just say, well, that's Toya. What can you do? Well, you can do a lot. You can decide where these people go in your inner circle. You can decide if they even should be in your inner circle. You can decide that this is some drama or some trauma that you do not want to pick up and take on in your own life. But many of us don't. We, we sign up for it and we decide that um, we are strong enough for it. Or we decide that this person needs someone to be in their corner. And you register, you register for the role, right? You commit to this role that was never your responsibility. And even if someone made it your responsibility, they shouldn't have. Because the responsibility for that person to get healthy, to get sane, to be um, a good person is up to them. The responsibility for them to learn how to not cheat on someone. The responsibility on, for someone to learn how to tell the truth to be emotionally available, to be strong, 
to take care of themselves, to get a better job, to pay their bills on time, to call the doctor back and make the appointment, to actually show up to therapy instead of making excuses. That has never been your responsibility ever, but you've made it yours. So how do we get into this? We get into this by, by living in fantasy and by wanting and wishing for things that are not real to be real. And also, again, by taking a little glimmer of what is truth, um, acknowledging the trauma that's underneath the reason why people are acting this way and just riding that out. So I remember when um, I was dating my narcissist, one of the ways that this fantasy was stretched out, even though I went in full well, like I, I got with my narcissist after I started my recovery journey. So my eyes were open. And this was right before I started you know, implementing the tools and the method that I, I talk about with my students and the things that I talk about here on the podcast. But I, I knew what I was getting into with this person. But one of the ways that I would try to kind of psych myself out is he confided in me and some traumatic things that happened to him growing up. And so I could clearly see, and he would even be able to tell me in some instances, like, this is why I think the way that I do. These, these are things that were really hurtful that happened to me. You know, these are ways that I was disappointed. And I instantly felt emotionally connected to them, to him. I wanted to take care of him. I wanted to prove that I wasn't like the other people who would leave him and think ill of him. I saw the fact that he was confiding in me as evidence that he could be emotionally available. I instantly put myself in that Bonnie and Clyde, you know, us against the world kind of thing. Me as my parentified um, codependent past, what had made me very susceptible to, I became that person as well, wanting to caretake and wanting to fix um, and enable this behavior. Cause that's what happens when you're acting in your codependency. You think that you're helping, but you're actually helping someone stay sick. You're helping them stay stuck. You are not moving forward. Now you're just in the mud with them. If anything, especially with a narcissist, now you're not only in the mud, you're on the ground and they're stepping on you to go and pick up things from the cabinets above you, right? They're using you to get out of the hole and then you're still stuck there. And then they come and join you back down there when they're ready, right? But you got to stay there. So I stayed with my narcissist out of fantasy of who I thought he could be or who I wanted him to be. And then when all the things started happening afterwards, or actually they had happened since day one, my, my God, like from, from day one, (laughs) From day one, it was very clear who this person was and what what the circumstances around this relationship would be. I chose not to pay attention to it. I chose to not be judgmental. I chose to keep an open mind. I chose to be fair. I chose to sometimes set my boundaries and confront them about it. But because this was a narcissist, of course, they do the gaslighting, they do the spinning and all the things that happen with that. But even if this person wasn't a narcissist, because some of you do this with people who are not narcissists, they're just avoidant or they um, blame shift or they play victim or they act very weak, you will still do everything that you can to stay in relationship with them right? Even though they're showing you that this is who they are. One thing I see that happens often is we want to give passes to people because 
we either see their trauma or they told us about trauma and we just, with our compassionate hearts, we want to be there. But y'all, everybody has trauma. Every single person has trauma. That does not give you an excuse to act in the way that you do. I could literally watch an episode of Full House and point out incidents of trauma, right? Like, There's trauma everywhere. It is what you choose to do going forward. If you choose to do your healing process around it, if you choose to take ownership. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. To change your life, to reconcile the pain that you've gone through, to not continue to hurt people and create chaos in the ways that people hurt you before. Yes, the things that happened to you shouldn't have happened, but that does not excuse you and allow you to carry on your anger problems, to carry on your abuse towards others. And many times we think that because someone has chosen to stay stuck in their pain or they feel frozen in their pain, because I'm not going to you know, say that everyone has, has chosen that. I think some people just don't know how to get out of it and they're stuck in that cycle and they need to find their, the, their way out in their time, y'all, in their time, not in your time to help them get there. But just because that's where they are does not mean that you have to say, okay, well, I'm just going to sit down right here next to you. No, they, they are on their own path, just like you are on yours. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. 
With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. You know, the examples I gave earlier about when you meet someone, you're basically seeing who they are. And, you know, and if your friend Toya is a gossip, then, you know, and she has an attitude, whatever it may be. Yeah, you can accept her for who she is, but that doesn't mean that you have to put yourself around someone who talks in a way that may be hurtful to you. If I'm afraid of roller coasters, I don't have to ride the roller coasters when I go to Disney World. You know, I can go to the other attractions and have just a great time. I don't have to get on that ride just because it's there. And many of you are like, well, I guess, I guess this is right here in front of me. Let me just hop on board. And you do not have to do that at any point in time. You can hop off and make a choice to be in a place and in a situation that brings you more joy, comfort, and security. And even if it gets better, here, here's the thing, y'all. And this is kind of the main point that I want y'all to take in. Even if this person has the capacity to get better, the problem that we're dealing with is not necessarily in how we see them, it's in how we see ourselves. Because if I truly loved myself in the level and in the way that I need to and that I should, I would not be here letting this person take advantage of me hurt me, use me, talk down to me, cheat on me, lie to me, forget me, abandon me, reject me, interchange and exchange me in between other people, ghost me, fill in the verb, fill in whatever it is happening right now that is disappointing you and hurting you. The thing that whatever's happening that you're just trying to understand, how did we get here? How, why did they start lying on me? Why are we friends sometimes and we're not friends other times? Why do they use me sometimes? That's the wrong question. The question I need to understand is why do I value myself so little that I will allow someone to take someone who's so precious, loving, and worthy of being adored, used by this person in this way? Why do I let this happen over and over and over again? Why do I prioritize their comfort over me feeling loved and special? Why do I feel so guilty and ashamed when I think of that? Why does that feel like something that is so far away for me to stand in my own power and to stand in my own strength, right? Why is that a foreign a foreign concept to me? Or why is that something that I understand logically, right? I logically know that I should. I should feel this way. I should do this. I should do whatever. But actually putting it into practice is very hard. You know, a few, a few weeks ago, I did a live on social media. And 
the topic was you are the most special and interesting person that you know. And my point in doing that is whenever we talk about or even me talking about this topic, I've said before that the way that I get you to be able to prioritize your inner healing is we talk about the relationships first, you know, kind of kind of a bait and switch a little bit. If I'm going to be honest, you know, if you haven't caught on to that here, here I am exposing myself. But we talk about our love addiction and we talk about our love avoidance and how we show up in these fucked up relationships and we have a hard time um, taking ownership and staying present in ourselves. But it's all because of how we, we see and value ourselves. And the reason why that's important to know is because we stay in these relationships and we prioritize them because we feel like the other person has some kind of special power, value, strength, um, richness to them that we lack, which is why we have so much fear about if they were to leave us, if they were to change their mind, if something were to switch, if something were to change, right? which is why we will try to put all of our energy in trying to get this broken person to be whole because they have to be, right? Because somehow our value and our worth is connected to who they are and how, however they show up. And it's because we do not know and we do not believe and we don't have any muscle memory or real tangible um, um, belief and experience in the fact that we are the most, we are the sweetest, richest person that we know. We don't have that. Like, again, I, I can't tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I said and I thought I believed when people would talk about just loving yourself, you should just love yourself, that I would be like, no, I am amazing. I know I'm amazing. I'm smart. I'm accomplished. I'm pretty. I'm good at what I do. I love other people. People love me. I'm interesting. I have a whole set of like I could list all of the reasons why I knew I was wonderful. And yet. And yet I would consistently find myself in places and in relationships and in situations where I was being devalued whether it was a romantic relationship, whether it was a friendship, whether it's something at work, somehow, depending on whatever had triggered me, right? Because it wasn't across the board, which is also why I could kind of stand on my strength and say, like, I'm strong, I'm a boss. Like, you know, I was just talking to another client the other day who said these exact words to me. <laughs> she was like, if you could see me at work, you, you would not believe that this is the same person that's doing this kind of stuff with, with these boys. Like, it's just crazy to me is what she, she said to me. And no, and I believe it. I absolutely believe it. But if we really truly knew, knew deep in our soul and actually um, could touch that, then these things wouldn't be happening. And so I say that to you as someone who's been there not for you to have any shame and embarrassment and guilt around that because I get it. I get it. If this was something for you to just mentally be able to understand, you would have done it by now. The reason why this is so hard is because we weren't taught how to love ourselves because we didn't have people love us in the way that we needed. So this is foreign to us. It is very easy to know how to love some, somebody else 
It's very easy to know how to fix things outside of us and make other people comfortable. But when it comes to loving me and taking care of me and seeing me as special, what, what is that? What does that mean? Like hearing me talk, like maybe it's it's starting to resonate, right? Like this, this makes complete sense. But like, still at the end of the day, like when you look at it, you're like, what am I missing? How could there possibly be gaps in this? Well, obviously there are, right? Which is why I'm doing the self-love intensive, right? Which is why I, I, I do these podcasts, which is why I teach what I teach. Because otherwise we're just going to keep going into these cycles, you know, like, what scares me the most when I think about the women that I work with or women who I don't even work with, but I just kind of watch from afar who don't do this is my, my biggest fear for them is that they will settle and just take this as their normal. I, I don't think that anyone who doesn't do this work will end up alone. I think if you, li- if you listening to me, if you don't do this work, you're not going to end up alone. And neither is your girlfriend or anyone else who you know needs to be doing this work. Everyone's going to be able to find a partner. Because like I've said before in this podcast, finding a partner is not hard. If anyone wanted to go out and find a partner, you could. You absolutely could. It's just who would you be connecting to? Who what, Would they actually be God's best for you? Would they be someone who would honor you, love you, and support you? Or would you actually be settling, right? Settling for at least they're better than what I had before, but I'm still feeling unfulfilled. I'm just kind of used to the fuck shit at this point. It's just, you know, I mean, you'll hear people say that about people before. It's just part of what happens when you're with a man. That's what men do, right? That kind of stuff, like that kind of belief that's passed down through the generations. Or, You'll be able to get in a relationship with someone who's really healthy and loving and wants to connect to you, but you don't know how to receive it. You spend your time running from it. You spend your time creating space around it because it's, it's too tender. It's too scary to let someone truly see you and be vulnerable, right? So the, the ultimate fear, y'all, is not being alone, is being in partnership, but still feeling disconnected. Still feeling like you're just doing this all on your own, all for nothing, right? And I don't want that for you. So let me return to the core of what this podcast episode is about. Why are they treating you in the way that they are? Because they've always shown you that this is who they were. You just ignored it. You had a false belief that was based in your ego that it could never happen to me. This, me and her, we clicked because we didn't like the same people together. So the, the fact that I'm now on the outside of that is so, is so weird to me because it was always us. No, this woman showed you from the beginning that the only thing that she knew how to talk about was other people. She didn't show you that she knew how to talk about her own emotions. She, didn't, she doesn't know how to talk to you about hobbies and things outside in like the real world. She doesn't know how to talk about personal development. She doesn't know how to talk about her family in a positive way. She doesn't know how to move forward. She knows how to crack jokes and to talk slick and bring people down to make her feel exalted. 
That's what she showed you from the beginning. And you let it go because y'all would laugh and have a good time and be able to kiki over it. And now you're seeing what it's like when you're on the other side, right? So this is the part where you have to take the ownership. That you have to take the ownership that you were living in fantasy. You have to take ownership that is up to you to figure out what these patterns are. To break them. And to heal the things that have brought you there. Okay? Now, of course, as you know, we do all of this in our recovery school. Doors are closed until January. But you can get started with the self-love. If this is an area that you want support with, if this is something that you're like, you know, I'm in therapy, but I could totally use like an outside opinion of like what this looks like for me. Of course, our doors are open for that with the self-love intensive. Um, and if you don't have anyone you're connected to, we're here for that as well. But those are your steps, y'all. I'm gonna repeat them again for you. Take ownership of the fact that you've been living in fantasy. Get clear of um, the roots of where this has been coming from for you and then heal it and learn how to live in self-love. All right. Now, full disclaimer, our self-love intensive is totally going to be giving you a tool. Um, One of the tools that we teach in our main program, actually, around what it looks like to lovingly embrace and talk to yourself. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to be giving you that formula of self-love, how to know that you're actually acting in self-love towards yourself. We don't do a lot of the family stuff. I mean, of course we have to touch on the family stuff to get at this, but this is really going to be what does it look like to live in true self-love, but we will be taking a deep dive into fantasy because creating these outside lives is what keeps us from focusing on us. The more I focus on you and what I want you to be, the less I have to look at me and how much I really don't know how to love me, how much I really don't know how to take joy in who I am. Because real talk, you know, low key, everybody else is more interesting or more valuable to me. Like, yeah, I love me. And can I get that ring? Yeah, I'm great and all that. But Can I get that promotion? Can I be famous? Can I get whatever it is on the outside that you're looking for? Right. And I want you to get everything that your heart desires. And I want it to not feel empty on the other side, because otherwise you're going to be like a lot of people who have every single thing that they want and cannot fully feel the joy and contentment and fullness that they were hoping that it would give them because the whole is inside of you. So. I love all of you. I want you to have a wonderful week. If you're like, let me register for the self-love intensive. Once again, that link for you is blackgirlsheal.org slash self dash love. Um, You can go ahead and grab your ticket, grab your seat so that we can take that deep dive together. And as a bonus, um, I mean, all of my students and clients know this already, but as a bonus for those of you who do do the self-love intensive and you're like, but I want the bigger program too. Um, you get a discount to the bigger program. I always give discounts if there's ever any overlap or anything like that to, to y'all. So your investment will be helping you towards the bigger investment later on. So go ahead, save your seat. And I look forward to welcoming you. Everybody else take these words to heart, share this episode with someone who needs it. 
and start your healing circles now <laughs> so you can talk about self-love and vulnerability and showing up because this is where it starts. This is where the magic happens. For the 15th time, I love you all and I hope you have a great week and I will see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 